0: And my course, Limiting Beliefs, is out right now, and man, it's been really incredible uh, seeing what God is doing in that. So I'd love for you to take a moment and sign up for that if you haven't done so already. And without further ado, let's jump into today's content. And thinking about our time together and what I wanted to say to y'all, I wanted to share this with you from Luke chapter 17. And the disciples are with Jesus, and um, you might have heard this story before, and they asked Jesus, How many times do we have to forgive someone who's done us wrong? And Jesus uh, was talking about forgiveness with them. And he says in verse 4, And even if he sins against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive him. And verse 5, the apostles' reply to this, the disciples' reply to this was, increase our faith. You know, I think this is interesting because the disciples never had asked Jesus to increase their faith. Um, Whenever they watched him calm the sea, uh, they didn't say increase our faith. Whenever they watched the blind sea, they didn't ask Jesus to increase their faith. Whenever he watched, they watched him multiply the loaves and the fish, they didn't respond with increase our faith. But when Jesus said, you're going to have to forgive someone, sometimes seven times in a day, they said increase our faith. They knew the only way to be able to walk in that kind of forgiveness is to make sure that their faith and their love walk was strong. And I think the same is true in our own life, you know, and in my life personally, the times that I have been able to forgive the easiest is when my relationship with God is the strongest. And I love what Shanda, you know, talks about is whenever we're getting everything we need vertically, we're able to give out freely, horizontally. But whenever we're not getting everything we need vertically, then our horizontal love walk begins to go off. And Jesus from here goes on in his reply about them having great faith is kind of a famous scripture that we talk about a lot, but I think we take it kind of a little bit out of context. So I want to put it into context to you. That his reply to them was this, and the Lord's answer, if you had faith, trust, and confidence in God, even so small like a grain of, a, a, of mustard seed, you could say to this sycamine tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. So what I want to talk to you about is, there's a few things, is I want to talk to you about the sycamine tree. Why out of all the trees did Jesus talk about a sycamine tree? And I'm going to talk to you about six different things that I believe is why Jesus talked about the sycamine tree. Are you ready? So write this down. Number one, the sycamine tree produced fruit that looked like a fig. In in fact, when you were walking on the street and you would see a sycamine tree, it would look just like a fig tree. The fruit would look like a fig, but when you ate it, the fruit was bitter. You know, I think a lot of times if we're not careful when our heart isn't right, why did I have you read this book, Enemies of the Heart? It's because when our heart doesn't get right, we'll be producing fruit in our life. And everybody that walks by, seemingly, you know, we might have the business, we might have the family, we might have all these things, but somewhere our hearts got bitter. And when our hearts get bitter and our hearts don't get right, we may be producing fruit. But the fruit is bitter to the taste. And the kind of fruit that God called us to produce is not a bitter fruit, but it's a good God life-giving kind of fruit. But whenever we're walking in bitterness and unforgiveness and pride and jealousy, the fruit we're going to produce is always going to be bitter. The second thing I want you to write down is that, why did he say the sycamine tree? The sycamine tree would grow extremely fast. You know, there's some trees that take a long time, like an oak tree. It takes a long time for an oak tree to grow big. A sycamine tree would grow extremely quick. It didn't take long, but from the time the seed was planted, it would begin to sprout up and grow at a rapid pace. And because of this, people loved it because it was able to give shade to them. and It was a quick-growing tree, so it was planted in places where they needed cover from the sun. And so they knew that if they planted this tree, it would give them great shade covering. But it wouldn't produce fruit. That was the problem. It wouldn't produce fruit that they would want to eat. But it grew fast. Think about you in your own life. You can go through a season where everything's great. You're totally fine. Your heart's good. And then things start happening. And before you know it, fast, bitterness is in your heart. Fast, pride is in your heart. Fast, jealousy is in your heart. And it's almost like before you even knew it, it's like the smallest little seed comes in. And it's amazing how one little comment from somebody, one little action, one little thing that happens, and all of a sudden it gets planted in your heart. Why didn't they call me? They didn't email me. They didn't comment on that. They didn't thank me for that. They didn't do this for me. I don't feel like this was fair. And whenever that little bitty seed gets planted, isn't it amazing how fast it grows? And then before you know it, whenever those things start to take over... Your entire life begins to get built around that one thing and it's constantly coming back in your mind and you're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly meditating on it because unforgiveness grows fast. The next thing is, is they made caskets out of the sycamine trees. Sycamine trees were the one thing that they used to grow, to make caskets. And so I I like to think about it this way. Unforgiveness is the thing that takes you and it makes you no longer able to move to the next season anymore. You put dead people in caskets because they're no longer able to move forward in their life. And when you're held by unforgiveness, you're no longer able to move forward in your life. Jesus is letting them know that he's likening unforgiveness to a sycamine tree. It's where dreams go to die. And when you let, let me just tell you that whenever you let bitterness and unforgiveness and all those things in your heart, you're letting your dreams go to a place to die. And you have to make the choice. Is my dreams, is my destiny worth me holding this grudge? and Worth me like digging in my heels and being prideful about being right? Or do I want to get the full measure of God's plan? The next thing that I want you to write down is number four is that the sycamine tree had deep roots, deep roots. You know, Jesus says here, you could say to this sycamine tree, be pulled up by the roots. See, as different as some trees, when they grow really fast, they don't have a deep root system. But a sycamine tree, the roots would go down really deep. As fast as it was growing vertically, it was growing down into the soil. And so many times with unforgiveness, it's the same way. And before you know it, it begins to wrap its tentacles around everything. And I found in my own life, whenever you're talking to somebody and they battled with unforgiveness, they're telling you every person that's hurt them, every person that's done them wrong. And it's amazing how unforgiveness becomes a theme in their life. They're telling you about how this person let them down and then this person didn't do what they thought. And every single relationship ends because of the other person doing something And I'll just say, if every person's the common denominator, maybe the common denominator isn't every person. Maybe the common denominator is you. And the roots have gotten deep in your life. And because of that, it's wrapping itself. And it's choking the life out of everything that comes into your world. So sure, you're looking like you're producing fruit. But it's not the kind of fruit that you want. It's not producing in true happiness, true joy, true fulfillment. And yeah, you got some fruit, and yeah, it looks like things are going good, but on the outside, everything looks like it's great, but on the inside, it's not really great. So deep roots. The sycamore tree has deep roots. The next thing I want you to write down, number five, is it would grow in every environment. The thing about the sycamine tree is it would grow in every environment. There's some trees that require more water, and there's some trees that like drought climates, The sycamine tree would thrive no matter where you put it. And isn't it amazing that a person who's walking in unforgiveness, they're going to still grow in it no matter where they're planted. You can be planting them in the most life-giving church, the most life-giving organization, and still that thing, the roots are going deep and it's going higher, higher, higher. Why? Because unforgiveness, it'll grow in any climate. And that tells me this, that a lot of us start praying about our environment to change so we can change our heart. And the truth is we need to change our heart if we want to change our environment. Because the sycamine tree, it's going to grow anywhere. Unforgiveness, bitterness, pride, jealousy, envy, those are going to grow anywhere that you put them. It's if you let them grow. you got to pluck that thing up by the roots. The next thing is is it's pollinated by wasps. So a wasp was the only thing that could pollinate the fruit of a sycamine tree. It had to sting it. It had to go in deep. And isn't it amazing that hurt after hurt is what makes us produce more toxic fruit. And I think about that because a wasp sting is painful. Um, I know for me, I still have a red um, scar on my arm um, from where I got stung by a wasp as a kid. And I still have a little scar there. And it's a reminder of what happened, right? And it was so painful. I remember crying and crying. Um, It was a funny story of what happened. But I still remember the whole story. And a lot of you are still carrying the wounds of past disappointments and past hurts. And every hurt is producing more fruit if you don't let God heal the hurt. If you don't let God fully heal it, then what will happen is you carry that hurt into the next season. And the thing is, is that whatever you have happening in your life, it's gonna multiply. And so it's amazing how that one isolated event now turns into a multiplication of many times over. You know, the Bible says here that We got to pluck it up by the root. And I want to ask you this, you know, in my own life, when when I'm battling and I'm seeing that my heart is going astray, I have to ask myself, when did I start letting this negative thought get in? What was the moment that all of a sudden I began to see the negative in other people and, and begin to magnify on the bad traits of things? When did I let my view of this begin to be shifted, begin to be changed? And I'll tell you that whenever you are looking for it, you'll find that it was one comment. Even in my marriage, you know, there's times sometimes with Brian that I'm really frustrated him. I'm kind of irritated him. And if I'll just take the time to pause and say, okay, what happened that made me start getting so critical and judgmental of him? All of a sudden, the Lord will bring to remembrance what it was. And all of a sudden, I'll realize, oh my gosh, like, I was mad because he didn't do this for me last week. And because of that, now there's all this multitude of stuff that's frustrating me. So I have to like go into myself and say, God, I forgive him for not doing this. Like I let it go. I choose to let it go. What is that doing? It's casting it up by the root. Figuring out what it is that was the, started the catapult, the, uh, what is the word, um, You know what I'm trying to say? The domino effect in our life. Um, Because that's what unforgiveness, bitterness, pride, envy, jealousy is. It's one little thing that leads to so many other. Take some time to have a meeting with yourself. You know, I love that Joyce Meyer says that, that she has a meeting with herself every week. And I do the same thing. And just to sit down with a journal and look inwardly and say, okay, God, like, what are you trying to show me? Lord, what do you, where did this begin? And it's amazing how when we ask God, he'll show us. And so I want to point out to you here that Jesus told them that if we had faith like a grain of mustard seed. You know, the interesting thing about a mustard seed, if you've ever seen it, is, is the tiniest seed out there. It is just a teeny tiny seed. And what I think is interesting is you could have a mustard seed in your hand and you can't even hardly feel it. It doesn't look like anything. It doesn't seem like anything significant. And I think one of the things I want to let you know is that forgiveness starts with something that you don't really even have to feel. And I I know that the Lord just showed that to me this week. You can act on forgiveness and forgive people even when you don't feel like it. Because Jesus is like, it's like a grain of mustard seed. You won't even be able to feel it, but you can still act on it. And that's what forgiveness is like. It's not being led by your feelings. Think about this. A two-year-old is led by their feelings. That's why they throw tantrums when they're hungry. They throw tantrums when they're tired. Why? Because their feelings dictate their actions. But as we're moving on in God, our uh, faith should dictate our actions. It doesn't matter what we feel like. Next thing I want to tell you about Forgiveness is this, is that forgiveness doesn't work unless it's put into the ground. Um, a, a mustard seed doesn't work unless it's put into the ground. In other words, you have to act on it. You have to do something with it. If you carry it around in your hand and, and just, oh, here it is, like that's not going to do anything. And it's amazing how we can know what to do, but are we acting on it? And it's when it's faith and action that produces great things, The next thing I want to tell you about forgiveness is sometimes you have to put it into a dark place. You know, a seed when it's planted is placed into the dark. It doesn't see the sun. It's alone. It feels vulnerable. Um, Its whole environment's changing. Everything about its molecular structure is changing. It's Everything's bursting out and changing and weird. And I'll say sometimes when you're walking through times of forgiveness, that's exactly what it feels like. It's dark. It's hard. It's it's not easy. You feel alone. Everybody else is like, I wouldn't be forgiving this if I was you. But you know it's the right thing to do. And I think that's why Jesus called it a mustard seed. Because we're not going to feel like it. We're going to have to act on it. And when we're walking in forgiveness, sometimes we're going to feel extremely alone and extremely vulnerable in the process. But out of it, what a great fruit it produces. You know, I Think The greatest measure of faith, I think personally, is not you know seeing blind eyes open. It's not uh, walking on water. It's not doing all those things. I think if we read our Bible right here, one of the greatest ways our faith is seen is how we love others. How well do we love those who have hurt us? How well do we forgive and let it go when people do us wrong, when people talk bad about us? You know, like Jesus said, anybody can love somebody who's good to them. But it takes a true Christ follower. It takes a true disciple to love those who hurt them. Well, hey, I hope you got something out of that. That is a portion out of um, my monthly coaching program that I do called Inner Circle. I'll have a link for that down below. It is incredible. It is a monthly coaching program where I um, have a new focus every single month that I talk to you about. And then bonus content from time to time is posted on there. And here's the cool thing is that once you sign up, you are able to get the whole um, last two years nearly worth of content. and so it is literally going into a vault of hours and hours and hours worth of content everything from building a team to starting a business to growing deeper in your spiritual walk is all found inside of there so I would love for you to be a part of that Um, you can click the link down below